بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمدہو ونصلی علی رسوله الکریم اما بعد we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala we seek blessings on the Prophet peace be upon him continuing on this hadith of Ka'b bin Malik who uh, who has not gone on that expedition and he has been silenced in the sense that the companions were told not to talk to him as well as these two others who who did not go and let's go back to his narration of what went on okay as I was walking in the bazaars of, of, of Medina, a man from the, Syrian, from the Syrian peasants who had come to sell food grains in Al Medina asked people to direct him to Ka'b bin Malik. People pointed towards me. He came to me and delivered to me a letter of the king of Hassan. And as I was a scribe, I read the, that letter whose purpose was it, was, it has been conveyed to us that your friend, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu was treating you harshly. Allah has not created you for a place where you are not to be degraded and where, where you are to be degraded. Where you are to be degraded and where and where you cannot find your right place. So come to us and we shall receive you gener- uh, graciously. So look at what that's saying. What's the offer? That if you leave Muhammad we'll take you in and we'll treat yeah, you really good. Exactly. Yeah. So so news has spread to this king, right, about this person. And so now he's saying, come on, join us. We'll take care of you. Yeah. As I read the letter, I said, this is also a trial. So I put it to a fire in the oven. When 40 days has elapsed and Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu received no revelation, there came to me a messenger of Allah's Prophet and said, verily, Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu has commanded you to keep away from your wife. I said, should I divorce her or what should I do? He said, no, but only remain away from her and don't have sexual contact with her. The same message was sent to my companions. So I said to my wife, you better go to your parents and stay there with them until Allah gives a decision in my case. The wife of Halal bin Umayyah came to Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and said, oh Allah's messenger, Halal bin Umayyah is a senile person and has no servant. Do you disapprove if I serve him? He said, no, but don't let him have any sexual contact with you. She said, by Allah, he has no such desire left in him. By Allah, he has been in tears since this calamity struck. Some of the members of my family said to me, you should have sought permission from Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu in regard to your wife. So this is uh, Cobb now talking back about himself. He has allowed the wife of Halal bin Umar to serve him, I said, I would not seek permission from Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu for I do not know what the Allah's Prophet might say in response to that. As I am a young man, it was in a, this state that I spent 10 more nights, and thus 50 days had passed since people boycotted us and gave up talking to us. Okay, At- so, so, so this is fascinating because you very rarely hear the Prophet, peace be upon him, given an instruction like this. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely does he get involved in something taking place inside the house, right? What would be the strategy? What would be possible strategies between why he's saying, okay, you can't be with your wife now f- until further notice? I think he's trying to make him feel alone uh-huh. as possible. Uh-huh. And that's the punishment, uh-huh. maybe, is the, the loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, that if you still have your wife, and especially if you have the support of your wife, then it might soften the seriousness of, of the situation. 
right? Because what is the seriousness of the situation? They needed you for this expedition, and you abandoned them. Whatever the reason is, okay? And the bottom line is that you abandoned them. And even that man, um, Hilal bin Umayyah, um, like the wife is saying, okay, my husband's senile, right? And he still feels horrible about what he's going through, mm-hmm. right? And, and the wives are also companions, right? So this would be the equivalent of the companions not talking to, to, to these three people, would be the wives not, co- you know, consorting with them, mm-hmm. right? Okay, let's continue. It was in this state that I spent 10 more nights, and thus 50 days has passed since people boycotted us and gave up talking to us. After I had offered my fajr prayer on the early morning of the 15th, oh, the 50th day of this boycott on the roof of one of our houses and had sat in the very state in which Allah described as the earth seemed constrained despite its vastness. Mm-hmm. I heard the voice. So, so, so he's even saying... If, if, you know, the earth is so gigantic, but I feel so constrained. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like the, the feeling of a type of depression, that you just feel like you're being squeezed, mm-hmm. right? This is sad. And in a way, think about it even metaphorically, like uh, suppose you have, a, you've been washing your car with a towel, mm-hmm. and then what do you do with the towel? You, you, you squeeze all the water out. Mm-hmm. So in a way, this may be squeezing out whatever it is that held him back. The earth seemed constrained despite its vastness. I heard the voice of a proclaimer from the peak of the hill sun, shouting at the top of his voice, O Kaab bin Malik, there is good uh, tidings for you. I fell down in prostration and came to realize there was a message of relief for me. Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad had informed the people about the acceptance of our repentance by Allah after he had offered the Fajr prayer. Okay, so... This is how loyal he was to the Prophet, peace be upon him. For starters, he got this, this, this bribe, so to speak, from this other king, and he just threw it in the, uh, he threw it in the, um, in the fire. But he said, this is a trial. So there was a part of him that was thinking, maybe I should go, right? And then he just threw it in the fire. He's like, I don't want to ever think about this again. And then as soon as he was told rejoice, he thought, alhamdulillah, I'm free, Okay that the Prophet, peace be upon him, has, has gotten some good news for me, right? And then, yeah, and so then the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, found out that their repentance was accepted after, after this one particular Fajr prayer, after 50 days. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. So the people went on to give us glad tidings, and some of them went to my companions in order to give them the glad tidings. A man spurred his horse towards me to give the good news, and another one of the tribe of Aslam, came running for the same purpose, and as he approached the mount, I received the good news which reached before me, the writer did. When the one voice, the, when the one whose voice I had heard came to congratulate me, I took off my garments and gave them to him for the good news he had brought to me. By Allah, I possessed nothing else in the forms of clothes except these garments, long flowing cloaks at the time. Then I borrowed two garments, dressed myself, and came to Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu on my way, I met the groups of people who greeted me for the acceptance of the repentance, and they said, congratulations for your acceptance of your repentance. Okay, look at how much clothes he owned. Two garments. And then he gave them to someone else, and so he had to borrow clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how, that's what a simple life he was living in. And even then, for a moment, he got attracted to the world in such a way that it prevented him from going on the battle. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's very, very human. 
Okay, so then he reaches the prophet. Peace yeah. be upon him. Maybe we should stop right here. No, 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 don't you do this. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. I reached the mosque where Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu was sitting amidst the people. Uh, Talal bin Abdad... Ubaidullah. Abdullah. Talha bin Got up and rushed towards me, shook hands with me, and greeted me. By Allah, no person stood up to greet me from amongst the immigrants besides him. Kaab said that he never forgot this good gesture of Talal. Talha. Talha. Kaab uh, further said, I greet Allah's messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu with Assalamu Alaikum. And his face was beaming with pleasure. Now think about what that's saying. Okay, you didn't go to the expedition, but you've been forgiven. So, clean slate. So, no point even in remembering it, mm. right? He's remembering it because this was a big major point in his life. But he's, I mean, imagine being informed in dunya that your repentance has been accepted. That's a gigantic thing, mm. okay? And imagine being told by the Prophet himself, peace be upon him. Mm. So, okay, continue. He, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said, Let there be glad tidings and blessings of the best day you have never seen since your mother gave you birth. Mm -hmm. I said, Oh, Allah's Messenger, is this good news from you or Allah? He said, No, it is from Allah. And it is from the common with the, and it was common with Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that when he ever, he, whenever he was happy, his face would glow as if it were part of, a, of the moon. And it would, and it was from this that we recognize his delight. As I sat before him, I said, O oh, Allah's Messenger, I am permitted to give my wealth and charity for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thereupon Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Keep some of your property with you, as it is better for you. I said, I shall keep with me that portion, which is Kalbar. In Khaybar. Khaybar. It's a place, it's a location. I, I added, O oh, Allah's Messenger, verily Allah has granted me salvation because of my truthfulness, and therefore repentance obliges me to speak nothing but the truth as long as I am alive. God added, By Allah, I do not know anyone among the Muslims who have been granted truthfulness better than me since I said this to the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. By Allah, since the time I had made a pledge of this to Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, I have never intended to tell a lie, and I hope that Allah would protect me against telling lies for the rest of my life. Allah, the exalted, the glorious, reveal okay. these verses. Let's, let's, uh, let's continue yeah. with the ayah next time, inshallah. Oh, yeah, that's and so, so, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, <clears throat> there's a little bit more to the story, and, and uh, we'll see, inshallah, next time. The other thing I want to bring up is the fact that uh, they could often see the Prophet, peace on him, mood on his face. Mm -hmm. And a way to read that is how sincere the Prophet was, that you know exactly where you stand with him, mm -hmm. right? Um, without him even saying anything. And when the repentance is accepted, you know, it's not like he said, yeah, yeah, but you did this. No, obviously not. It's Allah has accepted your repentance. You're good. Right. And, I mean, he probably felt like better than it being Eid that day. Mm. Right. And he also made a vow that, all right, if my accept if repentance is accepted, I'm also going to make a donation. And the Prophet peace on him says, no, you're going to keep some of it. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll continue, inshallah, next time. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wa akhiru ta'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.